This is a HeadGum Podcast. Getting the smile and confidence you've been dreaming about all from the comfort of your home isn't a total mystery with Bite Clear Aligners. Just don't be surprised if all your friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Bite Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Hi there, it's Julia Louis-Dreyfus. You may know me from my podcast called Wiser Than Me, where I talk to older women and get their wisdom from the front lines of life. I was amazed by how many people told me our show made them look forward to getting older, which is why I'm here to talk about season two of the show. Sally Field, Billie Jean King, Beverly Johnson, Ina Garten, Bonnie Ray, just to name a few. All hail old women. Wiser Than Me season two is out now from Lemonada Media. Cheryl, we meet again. Tig, I want to say we cover a lot of stuff in this. <laughs> yeah. Well. But, I mean, we do cover a lot. Listen, we do have a lot to say. You know what? I had a really good idea. Oh. I would say yeah. if you are one of our listeners yeah, and you maybe do drugs, yes, I would say do them tonight. Don't do anything that's going to hurt you. No, though. no. But now's a good time do to no, press pause. No. Yeah, do, press pause. Do what? Get your mushrooms or shrooms <laughs> if you call them Get your, your uh, marijuana mescaline. or whatever. Yes. Yeah. And sit down and enjoy this. Maybe have a cocktail. Coming in your earballs. Yeah. All right. Ladies and jerks, welcome to How to Change Your Mind. It all started when Tig and Cheryl met in the mid-2000s. Hey, nice to meet you, Tig. I'm Cheryl Hines. Hi, Cheryl. I'm Tig Notaro. Should we do a podcast about documentaries? Yes. A podcast about documentaries? Is this microphone on? Five furious frogs fiddling faintly. Furious frogs fiddling faintly. Five furious frogs faintly. I am the first ever podcast, and Tig and Cheryl are following in the sound of my footsteps. Let's get started. I'm so ready. Tig and Cheryl. True story. Hey, girl, hey. Hey, girl, hey. How are you, Cheryl? You know, it's the final countdown to saying goodbye to Kat. Although I do love that our <laughs> our listeners want to see the movie version of me and Kat driving across the country. <laughs> what do you mean they want to see the movie well, on version? Instagram, you know, we have Tig and Cheryl, true story on oh. Instagram. And uh-huh. um, yeah, a few of them are, are saying that would be the perfect uh, film. Oh, for you to film yourself driving? Yeah, that we would be. And then <laughs> and then we would eat granola bars and they'd be covered in bugs. Like what happened in Puerto Rico? <laughs> and then, you know, just by the end of it, we both can't stand each other, which might happen. Oh. It might happen. There's no way. There's there's no way. Oh, we don't know. But I will, listen, I will give updates. I'll give updates uh-huh. on uh, Tig and Cheryl, true story. You should do little video clips or something. I know, I will. And then have like Thomas do a little tiny like. Collage. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that would be so What if it's great. just, what if it's just clips of me crying on the side of the road? Like every two uh, all hours. All the better. <laughs> I just need. You to mean pull like cat leaves you? Uh, no, just like I need to. <laughs> I need a few minutes alone, mm-hmm. so I don't cry in front of her, and just like pull over and just cry, and then get back in the car. Is she patience with your emotions? Yes, she's very sweet, and she'll mm-hmm. look at me and she'll say, "Oh no, are you about to cry?" <laughs> <laughs> and is she just like? rearing to go no she goes back and forth too she's Uh like some days she's really ready to go and then some days she's like what's happening i'm leaving all my Uh friends i'm leaving my family and it's like i know it's a lot yeah (gasps) but anyway i mean i know i'm not the only one i know i'm not the only parent that had a kid go to college like i'm gonna get through it matter yeah it doesn't matter if you're (laughs) that's like (laughs) 
you know, some it it none of that matters. Right. It's important and it's your child, it's yes. your life, yes. it's your family. And you know what? Yes. We have a podcast and we are talking on the podcast. <laughs> and I'm not going to stop you and say, "You know what? You're not the only one." <laughs> Lots of people have done this and you're going to get through it. And you know what? If somebody feels that way about you feeling sad about your kid leaving. Yeah. Then they can scram. (laughs) Clown. Yeah. Because our numbers just keep going up and we can cut some loose. Okay. (laughs) I do like that one of our listeners said that told their boss to scram clown. (laughs) (laughs) And their boss looked at him like, I don't know what that means. Oh, God. Okay. Well, listen, should we just get, how are you? Let me do my obligatory. I'll ask you, even though it's really about my feelings. I am fine. Okay. As as you know, I I keep thinking I have COVID, but I'm just not feeling, I'm feeling a little under the weather and I've been on tour a little under the weather, but I keep testing negative. Okay. And you're here, you're doing it. I'm here. I'm queer and get used to it. Get used to it. Yeah. (laughs) Are you used to it? I'm I'm getting there. Okay. I'm on the verge of used to it. Okay. Um, Tig, shall we? Yes. You mm-hmm. want me to just tell you what we're doing today? Please. Today. I'm so excited about this episode. Are you? Oh, yes, girl. Oh, hey, girl, hey. Today we're talking about how to change your mind. It's mm-hmm. a 20... 20- Great title. Yeah. Great title. It's a 2022 docuseries directed by Lucy Walker and Allison Elwood mm. based on writer Michael Pollan's book of the same name. It focuses on history and usage of four psychedelic drugs, LSD, psilocybin. Psilocybin. Whoa. You're coming in hot with that. Well, I mean. You got your eye on that. Uh, uh, MDMA and mescaline. How to Change Your Mind is available to watch on Netflix. Okay, let's hear it. Why do you love this? I mean, you can't wait to, what can't you wait to do? You're going to do one of these. Well, I don't have a drug history. So you want to start one? I do. Um, <laughs> it's never I, too late. I have smoked pot, you know, a few times, probably. 15 times in my life yeah 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 Uh, and it was solely for you know my back or any pain that I was in and I was trying to I thought you were gonna say it was solely peer pressure (laughs) that was basically mine go ahead well you know what I did when I was in I think eighth grade there was some kids that were standing around in a circle passing a joint and I it got to me and it was peer pressure so, and I did not want to do it. Yeah. And so I inhaled it into my mouth, yeah. but I didn't inhale it into my lungs and I blew it out. Oh. And so that was some peer pressure. However, this um, interest that I have, which is very new okay, in doing psychedelics. So when you watch this, were you like, okay. Well, I bought the book. Oh. I have the book. Have you read it? Or now you feel like you don't need to read it. Well, no, I had just gotten the book. Okay. And so I had made my way into, but not finished the book. And then this documentary came out. So I was, you know, I I jumped, I watched the documentary. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, actually, one of the things, as funny as the story may have been mm-hmm. to some people and myself... Mm-hmm. I still have PTSD really bad when I got locked in that bathroom on tour. I, you know, I feel for you because, yes, it sounds comical because if if you're a new listener, mm-hmm. hey, new snorkable. Hey, new listener. Hey, hey new, new Hey, a new snorkable. Hey. A meatball. Hey, meatball. Um, Tig was on tour. She got locked into a bathroom in her hotel. It, yeah, it was like a pocket door. A and not only was I door. locked in there, but for a half hour. And it really triggered you. Yes. And I'm now having trouble getting into elevators. Wow. I, yeah. I'm okay if an elevator shoots up or shoots down very fast and then opens. Okay. But if it's a slow-moving elevator and there's a hesitation for more than three seconds, I go back to... 
the panic and anxiety that came over me in the bathroom. Wow. And it's really bad. It's really bad. Wow. And have you seen anybody for that? I mean, there must be... Well, I have a therapist, and I've talked to her about it, and I've also told her that I'm considering... um, Doing one of these four. Well, yeah, and I had read an article about this author and filmmaker, and that's what drew me to the book. Oh, Michael Pollan. Yeah. Well, it is interesting because in this documentary, um, so Michael Pollan, he's a 65-year-old writer and professor, and... Is it Pollan or Pollan? Oh, there's no way to know. He, there's no way to know. And he was in every frame of every bit of He was the star of the movie. And, <laughs> and I'm sorry, I didn't catch his last name. <laughs> no idea. Could not I tell you. I know how to spell it. This is the first time I'm even getting involved in how to pronounce somebody's name. I, well, by the way, podcast. when you came in hot with psycho, psycho. psilocybin, I was like, whoa, Tig. Well, you know, I'm also on Star Trek Discovery, yeah. and one of the actors on Star Trek, his name is Paul Stamets. That's mm-hmm. his, his character's name, okay. and he's named after the guy from this movie, the scientist, oh. Paul Stamets, and he uh, is a mushroom guy, oh. Stamets is, and in one episode, me and Stamets Do mushrooms? trip out. <gasps> Oh, so this is just so. like a little wink to the people who know who that doctor is. Because honestly, right. I just watched this and that name does not ring a bell. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, Stamets on Star Trek is is named after him. And then I, of course, am always interested and excited by the the power of plants, whether it's through diet or medicine or whatever. I, I'm, I just, it excites me. And it so is, it here is, I am. and here you are interested in trying to help my myself well i think this is right up your alley if you will Mm -hmm. because that's what a lot of it a lot of this is about this michael you want to you want to say poland 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 michael p (laughs) let's just call him michael michael p mp mp is exploring he explores the mind-altering power of plants and he calls himself a psychonaut Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't know if that's catching on, to be honest with you. <laughs> it must not be because I don't even remember himself ah, him calling I himself don't, that. Me, same. I'm just <laughs> I just read it. Um <laughs> but it's interesting because some of these, and I'll have to really go through it because I don't have a good mm-hmm. memory of what does what, but um uh they're really helping people with PTSD. Mm-hmm. So I thought it was so interesting mm. that you're watching clinical studies. Yeah. Where I don't think I'll be able to like you do these somebody, the person, the subject will take whatever, if it's uh-huh. mushrooms or LSD, they mm-hmm. lie down in a bed, and then yeah. two people are just like watching them and taking notes. Yeah. <laughs> You'd feel too vulnerable. Oh my God. <laughs> I feel like that I would be, I would go, I think I would go crazy. And then you'd need to do the process all over again for uh, the trauma that you got. Yeah, from, uh, from the PTSD, <laughs> from people watching me trip on LSD in my okay, tiny little bed. Mm. If that gives you any insight on where my PTSD is, mm. I was thinking, wow, how vulnerable to sit there still I'm willing to do it. Still, you're willing to do it. I am willing to do it because it's really, really important. It's not just important, but it it it's uh, affected you. It's really affected me in a lot of different ways. I mean, listen, this sounds like it could be really helpful for you because PTSD, especially for anybody that's been in the military, is so powerful. Which I have not. Which you have yes. not. It's so powerful, and uh, it's apparently very difficult to treat. And have you done any sort of um, psychedelic drugs? Well, <laughs> tell me, tell me. Okay, here's the thing. When I was in college. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Everyone sit down. Here come the college <laughs> stories again. It's not 
not a, even a good story. And I probably already told it. Well, of course. No. Nobody's expecting a, a good, good story. story out of you. So I was, I went to West Virginia University for a year and I couldn't, I was the only person that could not go to spring break. Seemingly. You followed a guy there. Yeah. And mm-hmm. uh, everybody else went to Florida for spring break and I was kind of stuck in Morgantown working. And there were a few of us that that stayed there to work, you know, and was this the sex phone line? That you no, this on? is a different. No, this was cocktail waitressing. And um and <laughs> and they said, "Cheryl, since we don't get to go anywhere, tonight oh. we're going to do mushrooms." And I was like, "Okay." Uh-huh. And so at some point, you know, we all got together and they gave me like a little tinfoil with mushrooms and I, I, I wasn't ready. Mm-hmm. Okay. So I acted like, I acted like I ate them and I went to the ladies room and I threw them in the trash and then it went, maybe, have you told this? Probably. Let's be honest. This is a bluebell situation. I went back to the group and, you know, and everybody's like, whoa, oh my God. Mm-hmm. Are you feeling it? And I'm like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> and then after a while, they were like, you're not, you didn't do it. I was like, you don't know that for sure. And they were like, we do know this for sure. What did you, you don't do? know that for sure. What did you do? Where is it? I was like, you guys, I'm sorry. But I threw it away in the bathroom and somebody ran up and, you know, then we ran into the ladies room and. The guy pulled it out of the trash can. He's like, "Are you crazy?" And uh, that was that was my experience with. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. A man went into the woman, the ladies' room. <laughs> That's all I'm getting <laughs> from this story. Laws were broken. Um, yes, yeah, so I probably told that story before, um, but it certainly is worth repeating. Well. We can only hope you'll repeat it again um, this episode. We do have to take a break. Oh, and we, we haven't really started. We haven't really. I feel like we've started a little more. More than, than sometimes. Do. Yeah. And if this is your first time listening to the show, <laughs> this is actually a more thought out. Well, we know how out, you know how to pronounce one of the words. So psilocybin. That- mm-hmm. We can't pronounce Michael's last name. <laughs> there's no way to know. It's like you said, there's no mm, way to know. No. Yeah, so we'll be back after this break, and we will talk more about Cheryl's college days. (laughs) Ah. The comfort of your favorite seat is now your comfy car-selling command center, thanks to Carvana. It doesn't get any better than this. Your favorite seat's the best spot in the house. Make it even better by entering your license plate or VIN and getting a real offer in minutes. There really is no place like home. And speaking of home, Carvana will pick up your car from yours after you finalize your offer. Visit Carvana.com or download the app and sell your car from your comfy place. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. And we are back on Tig and Cheryl True Story. It's a comedy documentary podcast. Yeah. You're not going to learn anything maybe some things like psilocybin okay psilocybin but i couldn't tell you what it is can you just say what it is yeah it's i mean that's uh, (laughs) what does it come from mushroom oh okay is that right yeah okay yeah so that was my experience so i will say no although Mm -hmm. i did do um you know ecstasy back in the day that's not oh you did yeah a bunch did you do a no, lot? No, no, you did a lot no, of it. No, not a lot. No, no. How no. much? Oh, I probably did it like five times. Yeah, I feel like in the eighties when I was in high school. Yeah, everyone around me was on X. I know, and they don't call it that anymore. <laughs> 
Yeah, they call it Molly now. Yeah, they call it Molly now. Why do they call it Molly? I don't know. I'm always thrown off when because that's that age difference thing with me and Stephanie where she'll talk about Molly and I talk about like ecstasy. Who? Yeah, I know. Yeah. And I mean, but I think ecstasy sounds a lot cuter than Molly. 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 Yeah. But I liked it. No offense to any Molly's <laughs> listening. You're adorable. But I did like it. And it did make me see things differently. But it wasn't like, I didn't see, you know, like colors and um, hallucinations or anything like that. Well, I don't think you're supposed to on ecstasy. Yeah. I think it's just like really triggering the love and openness vibe. Which, by the way, I'm very curious about, I guess... The difference between doing these types of drugs recreationally versus doing one in a clinic and with somebody guiding you right. is what is potentially making the difference. Yeah. Here's the thing. Yeah. There are people yeah. that did acid and ecstasy or molly or whatever it is, mushrooms, All through my childhood, people that I know of that did them all the time could not be more um, lame, like not open, (laughs) not loving. Right, right. Like they've taken hardcore. Not really enlightened, like, oh, I've got some secrets to the universe. Yeah, no, just like uh, close-minded cowboys. Oh, up. Truly, though. That sounds like a special on Netflix. But who used to be... Open-minded cowboys? Well, no, that weren't even in the real cowboy Texas world or Ah. anything when they were younger. But since they've gotten older, you see them just more in the conservative, religious, Trump... Really? Yes. You mean the the people that did psychedelic drugs, that's how... That that's how yes. they turned out. That is yeah. weird. I'm not saying all of no, them. No, of course not. I'm saying there are some, and I I that when is I've weird. Researching this and reading, watching this documentary, talking to people, that's what I find fascinating. Well, yeah. So in in this uh, documentary, they do talk about like you're saying, guided, focused. Oh, what if I do this and I become a conservative cowboy? And what if? <laughs> It's the cowboy part that's really, uh, what does that mean? Cowboy boots, maybe some own ranches now. Some of them are like, you know, fishermen, <laughs> like just. Uh, oh, out, outdoorsy? Outdoorsy. To, yeah, and like wranglers ah. and, and uh, ropers. And <laughs> What's a roper? It's a type of boot. A roper is a boot? Mm-hmm. A cowboy boot? Yeah, ropers. Is that like a brand or is that like, oh, I'm going to put my ropers on instead of my high boots? Yeah. It's, yeah, you wear <laughs> ropers. So they're the, ty- is it the, is it a brand of boot? Well, no, you can get different brands of ropers. Oh, okay. God, I don't know anything about cowboys, clearly. Well, then I'm glad to know you're not a conservative cowboy. <laughs> Okay, here, let me just tell you about some of this documentary. Like, I'm going to look at notes so I can really tell you. Uh From 1950 to 1965, LSD was considered a medical miracle. No. Mm -hmm. Swiss chemist Dr. Albert Hoffman discovered the atomic bomb for your head. It was a compound derived from wheat. He accidentally tripped on it while making it. Oh, I don't think... (laughs) Were you thinking this, he tripped? This makes it sound like he tripped in the wheat field. Is that how you heard yeah. it? Yeah. I don't think that's what. Well, initially, and then I realized because we're talking about. <laughs> Psychedelics and LSD, he probably. Yeah, he probably wasn't just falling over in a wheat field. <laughs> and he experimented with what we know to be massive doses of the drug. And LSD was made available to anyone wishing to study it. And then Humphrey Osmond was a schizophrenic. Saskatchewan. Mm-hmm. Did I say it right? Saskatchewan. You don't know that? I do, but now I'm looking at it and it reminds me of uh, Bigfoot. What's that called? 
Sasquatch. Oh, it looks Sasquatch. like Sasquatch when I'm looking. Sasquatchawan is what <laughs> you're thinking. Like, it does. When I look at this word, it looks like Sasquatchawan. Well, it is Sasquatchawan. Is that where Sasquatch comes from? Well, Sasquatch isn't real. <laughs> oh, no. Remember Sasquatch oh, is... Remember how you... Remember how you and I were talking about how maybe it's a mix of a human and a bear? And you thought, you said, and if you're new to this show, please go back and listen to the Sasquatch episode. But Cheryl asked if it is a combination of a human and a bear, she can't imagine that a woman is just going to have sex with a bear. It 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 does, and I. It is hard to you know wrap your head around because (laughs) the struggle is probably because the reverse of that is what (laughs) if that were to happen, which it didn't, it would be that (laughs) it would be what that 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 a man a man would have sex with a female bear. Yeah. <laughs> and then For some reason, had- you thought a woman was going out and flirting with bears. <laughs> but is it possible that that's where Sas- Sasquatch came came from? Uh, Cheryl, there's no possible way to know. Where was the first Bigfoot seen in Saskatchewan? It's never been seen. Tig. People are probably on psilocybin. Oh. Yeah, see? Well, that's the thing, too, about these drugs. It seems like Mm -hmm. everybody in this series says it's better when you're outside and you see Mm -hmm. plants and they start breathing and living Mm -hmm. and you you have a a relationship with the universe and you feel it. I mean, could you imagine Mm -hmm. being in Saskatchewan, tripping, and then you see Sasquatch? I mean, that would uh, you be You know what? Cute. No matter what my headspace was, yeah. if I really ever saw Sasquatch, yeah. it would be quite a moment. <laughs> Even if you were tripping, you would think, uh, I'm going to get my phone out and video this. I wonder how I would have done if I was on mushrooms mm-hmm. and got locked in the back. <gasps> would it be a bad trip or would I be at peace with it? It'd probably be a bad trip. I don't know because I haven't done drugs, so I don't even know what a bad trip is. I know what having too much to drink you is. You know what a bad trip is? What? Okay, I know a guy mm-hmm. who did, I guess he did MDMA, mm-hmm. and he said that he was like in a, in a tent with people, mm-hmm. and yeah. the tent opened up. An alien ship hovered, grabbed him, took him up into the ship, took him off to a different universe. Is this a true story? This is in real life. This is... is, is Did anyone get footage of it? This is what my friend experienced. Okay. Then for some reason, he was turned into a vase. Oh, yes. And he was put in a museum. It'll happen. For thousands of years. He couldn't move and couldn't talk, and people would walk by him. And then one day, somebody walked by him and knocked him off, and it broke. And he was so glad because now he was out of the vase. They cleaned it up, put it back together, and he was a vase again. <laughs> and that it was- sounds like any person's dream. <laughs> You know what I mean? Oh, right. Like a dream that you might have at night? Well, not like a dream of like, I hope one One day. day I can be a vase for thousands of years and not be able to to talk. Yeah. It's that feeling when somebody's like, oh my gosh, I had the craziest dream. Right. And they sit down and they're like, I was a dog and I was flying through Europe. Right. And there was the, and you're just like, uh 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 They're never uh interesting. Other people's dreams are just not interesting. No, but they are fascinating to you yes to you they're fascinating but i think that's a bad trip is like oh when meanwhile his friend is like floating down through the earth sees the different uh layers of the earth going through the core 
And then he like passes by someone that he knew that had died. And it was like a beautiful, like they their spirits passed through each other. And he had a really great feeling. And the whole time, he just had this floaty, beautiful experience. Mm. That's a good one. Okay. But yeah, if you're in a hotel bathroom and you can't get your pocket door open, I don't think you want to be tripping on any of these. Right. And I don't know. I I just can only take your word for it because I just I've maybe this is what we need to do on our live show. I was thinking that honestly, yeah. <laughs> I was thinking how funny it oh. would be if you and I were on X. Oh no! Oh no! If we were on X on the live show, no, it wouldn't. We wouldn't make any sense. And by the way, it's like it's bad enough. We're bad en well, enough. No, don't say that. We are actually. <laughs> A hit sensation. We are, we are and, a hit sensation. Wait, Cheryl, you would not do X with me on our show? I will. I'll do it. Oh, that would be amazing. But, but wait, I mean, are we going to have to like call it something? Isn't it illegal? Is it legal? Thomas, is it legal? No. Who cares? Oh. Nobody, the police aren't going to come <laughs> over and arrest us. I don't know. I'm willing to take a risk because you can also say I wasn't actually on X. Right. We were kidding. Yeah. Okay. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. Thomas, have you put together the list to, um, or <laughs> I, not, I, I guess you haven't, but you, you should definitely put a list together of these different things and have people voting. And then, um, but we have to take a break okay. and we will come back. And this is so exciting. <laughs> Cheryl and Tig on Ecstasy oh, or Molly. Molly. Molly, you guys. Oh my god. Your your daughter goes off to college and, and you I do are streaming Molly. live That's, doing Molly. Can you imagine how embarrassed she'd be? She'll never know. She'll never know. Okay. We'll be right back. Okay. Delve into the shadows of the mind with Sleeping Dogs, a gripping murder mystery starring Academy Award winner Russell Crowe. Now available on digital. Crow portrays an ex-homicide detective, unraveling a brutal murder he can't recall. Uncovering secrets from his past, he learns a chilling truth. It's best to let sleeping dogs lie. Visit sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery to watch Sleeping Dogs, now on digital. That's sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. And we are back. Okay, seriously, I feel like we should yeah. talk about the... Oh, we okay. haven't... Have we even talked about... Okay. I can't wait to do that streaming show. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be so... And Thomas we, needs to be on it, but too. But do we do Molly before we do the tortilla slap in the face? We, we let the, the listeners viewers, decide. The listeners, yes. Yeah. And then we just go and then we through go down these the list. one at a time. Yeah, we go down the list. Oh, my <laughs> gosh. <laughs> okay. Um, Bill Wilson, who mm -hmm. was a co-founder of Alcoholics Anonymous, had a spiritual experience while on acid. Mm. And Pollen suggests that psychedelics influenced AA more than Christianity, mm. which is interesting because if that's true, then why – isn't that part of the AA? That I don't know. There's no way to know. There's no way to know. I guess that's why they say I'm a friend of Bill. Right. I'm a friend of Bill. Yeah. And then you know that you're in the... Um... And then words out. <laughs> and then words out. <laughs> uh, in the 50s and 60s, 40,000 research subjects were given LSD. Dr. Mm. Timothy Leary, a Harvard psychologist, got involved. He got the idea that your mindset and physical setting affected your trip, but then his studies got sloppy and he was kicked out of Harvard. Wow. Oh. A sloppy studying. <laughs> sloppy studying. <laughs> they should have seen me. 
<laughs> what does that mean? I mean, I feel like my parents got that call all the time. Tig's studies got so very sloppy. You're going to kick her out. They're like, yeah. no, please. Oh, you know what? She left on her own. <laughs> <laughs> She's gone. <laughs> Take your sloppy studies elsewhere. Uh, the CIA experimented with LSD. Mm -hmm. They even dosed Ken Kesey, who would go on to write One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest. Okay. Ken and his merry pranksters brought LSD to the San Francisco scene. I see. That's when it really got crazy balls. I know. Acid is so... Acid is so San Francisco. It is. It's like San Francisco and... What what was it? Drop it to... What is it? Drop, drop it. What is it? Wait, drop. It's got to be here somewhere. Tune in, Something drop out. About <laughs> scram clown. <laughs> Tune in, drop out, and scram clown. Scram clown. <laughs> New t-shirt. <laughs> Tune in, drop out, scram clown. We should also encourage our listeners to do X. Oh, while they're while, watching. W while they're watching us slap each other with tortillas. <laughs> Not for when we're on X, <laughs> just for when we're slapping oh, each other in the face. <laughs> oh, my God. <clears throat> oh, here it is. Two, oh, turn on. <laughs> okay, we were, okay, turn on, tune in, drop out. And scram clown. <laughs> scram clown. <laughs> and that started to threaten establishment, right? Mm -hmm. So now in the 60s, you had these long-haired hippies who were on drugs. Then you had like the Nixon crew. Mm -hmm. And Nixon declared war on drugs. And he said they were public en enemy number one. And in 1970, he outlawed LSD. It's so crazy to hear a president say that psychedelics are public enemy number one. <laughs> and then you cut to what's going on right. right now. Like if that was our one, obviously there was still so much going on then. Right. But it's so insane. It's so insane. To That's make a statement like that. Really worried about. And it's like, yeah. Okay. At this point, we would just welcome everyone to be <laughs> on psychedelics. Uh, wouldn't it be nice if everybody was just walking around, could barely talk like, oh my God, I, I see yeah. the light. It's like fantastic. For the next three decades, psychedelic research entered the dark ages. But research started back up in the 2000s in Switzerland with promising results for depression and headaches. Have you been to Switzerland? I have not. That's one of those places I really want to go. It seems like they have their shit together in Switzerland. It just seems beautiful. It seems beautiful. They seem like open-minded, like And peaceful. I want to wear one of those little suspender things. Lozen loader. Hosen later? Hosen later. Is that what it's called? Don't know. Don't care. <laughs> but I want to wear one of those little hats and the little and shoes, just, I the think little the suspender shoes things. Are, seem very uncomfortable. The wooden, the wooden clogs. Whatever. I just uh, you just want to go. Wait, there. are we thinking of Germany? Of, <laughs> oh, Holland. <or> Holland? <laughs> <laughs> I haven't. Look, you went to college. I didn't. In my mind, it's like just the the land over there mm -hmm. where they wear. We're like, oh yes, Switzerland. Where yeah. They have sombreros, and, <laughs> and you wear the thing, and then they, and then it's Oktoberfest. Yeah. Okay, and let's see. <laughs> what else do we need to do? Is it Switzerland? Is it Germany? Or is it Holland? <laughs> we'll be right back. <laughs> You know, there are people like screaming at us right now while they're oh, listening Oh, all to the this. time. Yeah. Especially the ones that live there. Yeah. They're like, oh my God. Because we have listeners all around the world. You little assholes. That's to you specifically. <laughs> the thing about this docu-series is mm -hmm. it seems like almost everybody that mm -hmm. did this, that mm -hmm. did these studies or did this microdosing that they had a spiritual awakening, mm -hmm. that they had a, a connection. There was somebody that had really bad OCD, and mm -hmm. he, after he did this, and like you're saying, this is um, focused. You know, you're yeah. you're 
you're doing it for a reason. You're doing it with a professional who's helping mm-hmm. you. It's not just somebody who wants to feel different. So they're doing a lot of, you know, LSD. This is right. This is focused and it's scientific. And and then you you have like a yeah, I guess a point to an end game. Yeah, it was not just like let's party. We're at a concert. Yeah. Let's party. Somebody did have on a Pink Floyd t-shirt. Well, that's the thing. I mean, and the one guy that has the the hat made of mushrooms. What was his name? (laughs) Wait, wasn't that Paul Stamets? Oh, that's your guy. Yeah. Oh, that's your mushroom guy. Well, yeah. The guy that has the hat, a mushroom mushroom (laughs) hat. Yeah. Sounds like Stamets to me. I mean... The majority of the people are not people like in button down suits that are. No, but there are. I mean, there's so many scientists and yeah. researchers and and even MP, you know. <laughs> it took me a second to remember. Who <laughs> By the way, I'm reading in my notes here. Um, uh-huh. MP yeah. took shrooms and exploded into blue post-it notes. And then he peed diamonds. <laughs> Come again? Hello. Is this thing on? While he was on mushrooms, he felt like he peed diamonds. Wow. Imagine the cash that you would make <laughs> if diamonds, if you were urinating diamonds. It sounds painful, honestly. Well, and after a certain age, you're going to the bathroom a lot. So you're just basically you're a making diamond money. factory. I mean. You're a diamond <laughs> Your front hole is a diamond factory. Well, you can't help but, I mean, I, I'm just going to say it. A man's pee hole is tiny. So what kind of diamonds are coming out of that? Girlfriend, <laughs> you said it. Someone had to say it. <laughs> but a man's pee hole is tiny. You heard it right here on Tig and Cheryl True Story. People are so happy. They're learning a lot today. Subscribe to Tig and Cheryl True Story. That's right. People are learning a lot. Oh, my God. It hurts me. Okay. I'm not doing a very good job breaking this down. I mean, should we be more organized? <laughs> You have like a drunk man laugh for some reason. (laughs) Like somebody at a bar that you saddle up next to. The problem is is I watched this whole thing and I could not tell you the difference between any of these uh, LSD, uh, psilocybin. Psilocybin, is it really? Psilocybin. Well, that's for you to stumble through. Psilocybin. Yes. Okay. MDMA and mescaline. Oh, okay. So, me- okay. Here, here, here's something I think I know. Mescaline is like. Is it mescaline or mescaline? <laughs> it's, oh, mescaline. Oh, Thomas says it's mescaline. Okay. You keep saying mescaline. <laughs> I'm like, what? Have you? I mean, I've never done these drugs, but I know the words. And that is like, uh, oh, is, is that like peyote? Thomas, is that peyote? That's the one that's like peyote. Peyote, not peyote. <laughs> I said peyote. No, you, if you go rewind this. I say pe- you s- peyote. Okay, peyote. 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 <laughs> peyote. You know what the thing about peyote is? Hmm. Here's one thing that I learned watching this. Oh, uh, that I that I didn't know is I didn't know teepees had a hole at the top. I always thought, you know, the teepees were closed <laughs> that you could sleep in them, and if it rained, you wouldn't get rained on. But that's uh, not the case. The teepees are have a hole in the top, and they have they light a fire in the middle. Did you know that before this? <laughs> I'll be honest; I hadn't really thought about it. Mm. I hadn't thought, what if it rained on a teepee? <laughs> Doesn't it remind you of like a campground? Remember where there is a campground? What is it, the KOA or something? Mm-hmm. And you and and then there's like the knockoff brand of KOA, yeah. AOK camping. <laughs> I've seen that too. Is there really one that says that? Yeah. <gasps> yeah. Do they have yeah. a teepee out front? I don't know. 
but uh, apparently i don't think it's a good uh it doesn't seem like the structure was made for a downpour <laughs> i was just surprised that you could light a fire in a teepee that's all i'm saying and i felt foolish that i didn't know that and i'm sharing it with you i'm picturing you walking up to like a reservation and going into a teepee and sharing your story about how you didn't know you guys there's a hole in the top you guys, you guys you guys i love this design it's me. i didn't know but when you do peyote part of it is that you vomit at the beginning you purge a lot everyone throws out. i think so so which by the way is a deterrent I for don't me like throwing i don't out. either yeah. I, I don't, don't like I don't want to do it by myself and I don't want to do it in a circle full of people. What is this, cat in the hat? <laughs> I think that people are very upset that I don't want to do peyote um, for that reason, for that reason. But apparently it's very, um, once again, very spiritual. And that's part of the discussion of some of these drugs is that they are used in medicinal ways for different cultures and also in religious ways. But also in this doc series, mm -hmm. they talk about how you shouldn't be doing peyote if you're not Native American. That's right. And if you do, you have to be invited mm -hmm. because it is a very, it's a sacred Ceremony. It's also scarce. It's also yeah, scarce. Yeah, it's also scarce. It's also scarce. Yeah. So, Tig, if you decide to do one of these for your mm -hmm. PTSD, mm -hmm. then it would probably be the MDMA. I'm also interested to do mushrooms as well. To Just for fun? Well, no, just because I have some friends I talked to recently that did it, and they're in their 50s as well. Yeah. And... um. They said that they just really, I don't know. I mean, I like the whole idea of getting in touch with the importance of love and mm -hmm. acceptance and forgiveness mm -hmm. and whatever it is that people seem to be uh, experiencing. I don't know. I'm, and maybe I'll come through all of this and, and be like, yeah, that was weird. A uh, plant was breathing. Well... It seems like, yeah, when you're talking about this, there is a, there's a woman in this documentary who has cancer or had cancer, and uh, she was very fearful of dying. Mm -hmm. And then she did, I think it was mushrooms, right? Mm -hmm. And yeah. she, and, and, a, and several people in this documentary said that they, their idea about death or their relationship with death changed and it wasn't that they were now fearful of it they were more curious they got the feeling that it's all going to be fine this is mm -hmm. not a thing to fear so yeah so that to me is very interesting all of it all of those things to just have this experience blanket experience of even if you're not i mean who doesn't need to be reminded of love and right. acceptance and, and beauty and, and beauty yeah beauty all of that stuff yeah. so yeah it it interests me for sure i would I say i mean there, are there is there a downside i've heard maybe it was through this series yeah. cuz i don't remember the book but i guess if you or maybe i read something that mp wrote but that if you have maybe some sort of like schizophrenia somewhere in you right. or your family it could trigger it yeah yeah i don't know of schizophrenia in my family or in myself but i know that's a tough way to find out i feel like people heard us <laughs> mdma mm -hmm. it's Posed to become the first psychedelic to be legalized for medical treatment. So this is the one that we're talking about that can really help with post-traumatic stress disorder. And mm -hmm. because it floods the brain with serotonin. Mm -hmm. And MDMA was patented in 1912 by Merck. I thought mm -hmm. that was fascinating. Weird. Mm -hmm. And then, then it sat on the shelf in the 70s, which I think is weird. Mm -hmm. Why did it sit on the shelf? I, I, I don't have that answer. <laughs> and then Dr. Sasha Shulgin synthesized it and took it in small doses 
And that's when they discovered it's helpful for PTSD. Mm -hmm. um, oh, and then in the 80s, it got branded as ecstasy and became a popular legal drug. Oh. Yeah, until like 1983 or four or something like that. It was legal. Wow. And, and I was truly with friends of mine in 85, 86 that were doing it like crazy. You could call an 800 number to buy it. So the bottom line is that there yeah. seems to be and has been uh, a big a uh, disagreement. face. Okay. Oh. <laughs> well, oh. I was going to say and there's been a, an about face. Well, right. You have physicians, psychiatrists um, mm -hmm. who are saying there is really valuable information that we have about these drugs that we should be mm -hmm. using. And then you have people that are saying, no, this will always be illegal and want to criminalize plant. And what is your feeling? That it should be legal? Yeah. I don't know. Mm -hmm. I don't know. I haven't thought about it. Mm -hmm. It definitely seems like it should be legal for people to use as a um, in therapy. Right. And not for a streaming show <laughs> or a podcast. <laughs> oh, that's a good point. I don't care. Listen, I don't care what people do. I feel like, yeah. She doesn't care. I don't care. Like, why not? I don't know. I don't know enough about the downside. But I mm -hmm. also, if you want to do it, do it. To be honest, it doesn't seem like you know much about the upside either. <laughs> I just watched four episodes of this and I still don't know. Walking away clueless. Yeah. But you said you'd do uh, I would ecstasy do. I would with do me. It. I'll do it. On... Oh my, my God. God. Nobody wants hilarious. to see that. Nobody wants to Everyone see that. Everyone would want to see would... me and you on X. <laughs> On a streaming show. Of course they would. I mean, wouldn't we get arrested? Does that sound like something we get arrested for, Thomas? That sounds like a person paranoid on drugs. <laughs> Thomas, nod yes or no. Would you want to see that? Oh, he wants to see it. Do you think we could get arrested for doing that? Well, he doesn't know. <laughs> he doesn't think so. Okay. Okay. Well, take that. <laughs> I don't feel like we did a very good job representing. The I ideas. think we did great. No, okay. People should watch the series, though, if it interests them at all, yeah. or if they're like, "This is terrible. Mm. This is promoting drugs." Oh, and that's why that title is so so great. Yeah, it, it is interesting. The idea that oh, these drugs can open your mind to thinking in a completely different way that you're used to thinking every day. That's fascinating. But also the title of how to change your mind about drugs. Right. It's a two, yeah. it's a twofold. It's a threefold. It just, the thing keeps <laughs> folding in on itself. How to change your mind and then how to change your mind. I just don't know where to go to have my focused session. Oh. I don't think I'm going to get much out of um, the you slapping me in the face with a <laughs> tortilla. tortilla. <laughs> I, don't know, ecstasy. I don't know if that's going to cure your PTSD. <laughs> I and I also don't know if we'll be a good example for, <laughs> yeah, you should do psychedelics. <laughs> Look at these 250-somethings. <laughs> Hey, we're gonna have to we're gonna have to think think through this. Um no, Tig, won't. are you ready for our final thoughts? I uh, am. Yeah. Okay. Whew, God, I gotta catch my breath. It's time for Happily Ever After Thoughts, where we give our final thoughts on this week's documentary. Did you cry? I did not cry. I did not cry. It's not a sad one. No. 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 It's informative. Yeah. Uh oh, who were you attracted to? I had to go back through and kind of because M MP is pleasant. Yeah, I feel like he, MP speaks to me the most uh, mm. just because I feel like I'd want to talk to him. Mm -hmm. You know what? That would actually be a really fun episode to have him on. Oh, and you know what? He might be able mm. to point you in the right direction mm -hmm. of where to go and who to see instead of just me slapping you in the face with a tortilla. <laughs> but um, also, it, it was also a toss-up with that one um, therapist 
that blonde woman that was helping that mm. oh man that woman that had gone through so much yeah losing so many family yeah members that was hard just, yeah oof. yeah oh uh, there was a cute professor robin carhart harris i only know this because i wrote it down <laughs> <laughs> Oh, but the best part is he is a neuropsychopharmacologist. That just rolls right <laughs> off the tongue for you, doesn't it? <laughs> he was very cute. He's very cute. All right. That's all for this week's episode. Next week, we'll be talking about the Martha Mitchell effect on Netflix. Okay, Tig, before we go, would you like to hear some true fan mail? Sure. This is from Brooke. Hey, Brooke. Hey. hey, Brooke. Hey. Brooke writes, in Keep Sweet, Pray, and Obey, when you were reviewing ideas for the next live show, the live sex show option came up and you referred to the Madonna sex book. I had to go re-listen to the past episodes because I was fairly sure the first time a sex show was mentioned was before the Madonna sex book drivel. <laughs> sure enough. <laughs> there, in one of my favorite episodes, Octopus Teacher, Cheryl suggested a live sex show. <laughs> Add that to the list, Thomas. Tig liked the idea of just walking in on a room full of people having sex, and Cheryl was actually suggesting a Q&A sex show where she was very confident she could answer questions about people's sex lives. I definitely vote sex show any way you want to do it. Your adoring snorkel in Arkansas, Brooke. I mean, I still feel confident that I could answer questions about. <laughs> but I also, it would be interesting to walk into a, well, would it be interesting to walk into a room full of people having sex or would it be so like, oh my God, I can't watch? Oh my God. <laughs> I would not follow you into that room. I would push you into the room. <laughs> And then hold the door closed. Shut the door and then you'd have PTSD. <laughs> uh, oh, wait. Is this a PS to that? Oh, wait. There's a PS. Mm. I must make an inappropriate comment and tell Cheryl that my husband and I do like to make national headlines to curb your enthusiasm. Oh, <laughs> That can't be true. Brooke. That show actually has a lot of sex in it. And I agree with Cheryl. I also love the sound of Larry David's voice. I don't know. Did I say that? Did I ever say I love the sound of Larry David's voice? I don't know. I mean, Brooke is making it sound like I said that in a sexual way. Mm. And by the way, I don't know that to be true. <laughs> what? <laughs> if you know what to be. Well, if you were in a super sexy mood and you heard Larry David, you know. Where, where are my slippers? <laughs> Where would that like get you going even more? No. <sighs> okay. All right, Tig. Where are my slippers? Is that a line from anything any episode? Where are my slippers? Where are my slippers? Um, no. Tig, that's it. Okay. Do you have anything that you want to promote before we Yes, I have a show in Honolulu August 12th. And then I'm also going to be at the Star Trek convention in Las Vegas mm. this month. Mm. So come on out to that. It'll be my first Star Trek convention. But I'm performing. I'm doing stand-up. Oh, okay. You're not like dressing up. I mean, honestly, I've never seen you on Star Trek. Do you have to dress up weird? Um, nice job trying to act like you don't watch me on <laughs> Star Trek. And um, I have I have other shows. You can uh, go to tignotaro.com to see where I'll be. Or you can see me on Star Trek. Or you know what? Buy my book. I'm just a person. I also have uh, stand-up specials. Yeah, okay. That you can... Uh, oh. Okay. We're out of time. Um, yes. And you can watch... Um, oh, you know what, what I forgot is my show on YouTube and on um, Amazon called Under a Rock oh. with Tig Notaro. In fact, Mr. Thomas is the uh, head writer. Whoa. Yeah. You really do a lot of stuff. Hmm. Well, you can look at my... Uh, Instagram account, um, underscore Cheryl Hines. And I'm sure I will be mapping out my, my road trip with my daughter. <laughs> you'll, you'll, you'll see highlights. 
Okay. All right, Tig. Oh, I oh, know. No. I also have another podcast called Don't Ask oh, Tig. Okay. You should listen to that. Okay. Cheryl and I are on an episode. That's true. I'm on every episode, but she, she I was on one. one. I was on one. Mm-hmm. Okay. Should we do it again? Yes. Let's do it again. Tig and Cheryl True Story is hosted by me, Cheryl Hines, and Tig Notaro. It's produced by Thomas Willett, audio engineered and edited by Thomas Willett, with production assistance from Bobby Pearson. Music by David Sesson. Special thanks to Gabi Kobasic, Patrick McDonald, and Stephanie Allen. Follow us on social media for updates and review and rate True Story on Apple Podcasts. We really appreciate it. You can email us at Tig and Cheryl True Story at gmail.com. That was a headgum podcast. <laughs>